The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For all you who counted me out, learn to count, motherfuckers. Brian T-City Ortega! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! <laughs> Okay, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Good show today. We have the return of Brian Ortega finally fighting again, getting that rematch against uh, Yair Rodriguez, uh, which the first one was actually a good for as long as it went. Uh, The first round was very interesting, both great striking. Uh, Ortega was uh, really having a hard time taking him down, but was able to. It was interesting to watch him body lock him against the fence. Yes. Uh, and how good Yair's balance was. And then he just, his shoulder popped out. It, it happens. And Tarek El Moussa um, is promoting his book. He's very big on flipping real estate on HDTV. I want to get the name of the uh, show right. Uh, it's called, uh, the book is called Flip Your Life How to Find Opportunities in Distress. And I'm kind of fascinated with real estate guys too, because it's such a, it's such a, 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 a crapshoot as to whether you're going to make money or whether something's going to come in and wreck it all and you're going to lose everything. So many guys lose their fortunes on real estate. That's true. Um, just as important, Jimmy, do you notice I have a tan? Uh, you look a little red. What do you mean red? A little reddish. I it's okay. It. Maybe it's tan. Could I've, be been the, sit- it's- I've been sitting out in the yard and just relaxing, getting sun. I miss the sun during these seasons in New York. Sure. You know, I like to just lounge in my yard. Or after I teach a class, I'd go in the back, I'd put out my chair in my parking lot and just, I let the sun power me. Yeah, that would be nice. I would like to, I wouldn't mind sitting in the sun for a little while. You know, you do mind it. You're you're like a, you always are like a a little vampire, a little Eddie Munster. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I can't sue you for slander. That came out wrong. You know, you, you just, you don't like getting a tan. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, I don't, I like having a tan, but I don't like getting burned. I don't get burned that much. My brother-in-law, Edwin, he wears sweatshirts in the uh, hoodies. You know, Edwin, he's 300 pounds. Sure, yes. He's very big, very big guy. He hangs out in the shade. He doesn't like the sun. All right, back to the MMA action. Yep. Yep. 
Bye, honey. Love you. I'm right here. I, hey, no, Jimmy goes, I'm right here. Jimmy, oh. my wife's been wearing glasses lately. You know what the new thing is? People, the girls, my daughter's too, too, they wear glasses when they don't need to wear glasses. It, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, oh. it's a fashion statement. And it's meta. Could you pop your head in here and shoot? Let, oh, she has, wait, she has meta glasses? Look at this. Yeah, oh, my God. Hi, and I, I, have, I have a pair as well. We should, uh, are, are you clicking and filming them? Yeah. When we were at the parks, that's what we were doing, filming and taking pictures and stuff. And the audio and video are, are surprisingly good. Like, considering what it is, it's much better than you'd expect. Yes, he was surprised when we were showing him. It's pretty cool, yeah. And it's, like, so convenient, because if we were together at the parks, are we able to text him or call him through the glasses? It's like spy yeah. stuff, these metal glasses. Oh, wait, are they the Ray-Bans? Yeah, they're the Ray-Bans, and they're uh, progression. So, like... They're, that's why I'm wearing them now because when I go outside, they'll turn into my sunglasses. These oh, ones, very nice. These ones I call the naughty librarian. That's yes. I'm only kidding. Honey, I love you. Give me a kiss. All right. All right. Sorry about that, Jimmy. Right, bye. Good seeing you. I saw both my kids and my father in law. Sorry, gang. It's funny. I have those glasses. Um, you hit the button, it records for one minute, and then uh, it uploads to your phone. My teenager is shaking her head. I think I made her sick. Listen. What? Isn't it better than me? Because, you know, I flirt with my wife. That's but nice. But isn't it better than me and her just at each other's throats? Isn't that nicer than yes. I flirt with her? Yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Jimmy, cheers, Jimmy. Cheers. Yeah. Awesome. Still, I'm still eating, drinking out of Christmas mugs here in the Norton abode. Yeah, joy. See what I think says? Yeah, yeah, I'm a happy guy. Um, when is um, Brian Ortega coming in? It is his birthday today. 33. 33 years old. You know? 33. Um, I was losing my title at 33, but I kept my swagger, Jimmy. Yeah, you're still. I, 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 I was talking about you today. My swagger? Uh, not your swagger, wow. but I was saying that people who don't know you, we were chatting about you in jujitsu. And uh, I said, Matt's greatest joy is not beating GSP, it's knocking out Frank Trigg. I'm picking on poor Frank Trigg. You I, the, just, I was like, just telling them your greatest joy. It's true. Ray's yelling at him. It's like, the guy's <laughs> a nice guy. Can you stop bringing... <laughs> Listen, that, that one, that's when it makes me say, oh, what a night. Yeah. You know, is my... is my? Uh, it was a great night that night. It was back yes. in 09. It was back in 09. Sure. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, I'm excited for the return of Oh, he's in the yes. waiting room. Well, we might as well just bring him right in. Yeah. Listen, come on, man. We're going to sing happy birthday. I, I will not sing happy birthday. I will. No, you can. I mean, I think people would love to hear it from you. Well, I'm going to start it off. You know what I mean? Because sometimes Brian, can be, he's, a, he's one of those, like, he's a little serious. Sometimes. Well, there he is. Listen, that looks like a happy face. Yeah. Brian, I know you're in public right now. I don't want to make a scene. What's up, guys? Oh, hey. shit. Oh, it's the fucking... Guys, it's your... It's a Jedi. Jedi convention over here. Henner, how are you, a Jedi Jenner? Renner. I, I call Jiu-Jitsu Black Belts. I don't call them professors. I call them Jedis, but I'm a Star Wars guy. How are you, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. What kind of hoodie are you wearing, Henner? Are you, uh, are you wearing a hoodie? Hey, this is not a backpack. This is not a backpack. It is not a backpack. Uh, what is that? Henry, it's kind of cold in here, bro. Hey, it's a little cold in here. I think it's, it's kind of cold, cold in here. I got a lot of bro. What's up? Yeah, I, I hope it, 
Hopefully, you have a jacket with you. Hey, it's a, it's a it's a little cold in here. So what are we what are well, we gonna do? Don't blink, Jimmy. Look put at this, Jimmy. Don't blink, Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh you, wow! You thought it was a backpack, Jimmy. It looked a like cold. a backpack. It's yeah. A Dude, not hey, hey, Header. Not only is that not a backpack, that's a pretty. That's a. a it looks like a comfortable. It looks. That's pretty awesome. Oh, feel it, right? Feel it, feel it, feel it. Oh, dude, I'm I am peanut butter and jelly. I want one. Bro. <laughs> I want one. I saw that on Shark Tank. We gotta have him on just by himself because I want to ask how he feels so comfortable. Because I talk in front of people, I do seminars, but this guy, he's got the gift for gab. Where it's just, Henner, I'll tell you, man, you know how to speak. I appreciate it, Matt. I really do. And um, yeah, word has it the sharks are still recovering from that session. And um, the beating I put on them, so it was great. Uh, oh, you were on. Okay, did you get what you wanted from them? Uh, did they offer? I don't really watch the show, but I know that they'll always offer less than they want to give. Did they offer you something less, and did you push back and get what you wanted? Uh, I got exactly what I wanted, which was eleven minute infomercial for the whole world to see my hoodie invention. Uh, we talked about business, but more than anything, I just got to sell the quick flip hoodie idea. After that, you know, the whole world knew what quick flip was, and we've been growing ever since. And here we are. So that's pretty genius yeah because i have when you when you when you took that off i'm like that's not just a hoodie that he fixed that's actually a backpack and a hoodie uh it works as both right it's both and that's the beauty right you know how you go outside sometimes and you say man is it a hoodie day or is it a t-shirt day every day is a quick flip day very nice jimmy yes and jimmy he can kick everybody <laughs> <best too>. yeah <laughs> it's so great Hey, Brian Ortega, we're so happy to see you yes. back in action, bro. We are such fans. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been you. a minute. It's been a minute. It's been, like, been, a, it's been a fun journey with this guy, man. Oh, man. And you're such a loyal guy, Brian. You're a guy that you, 13, you got some. 13, you got some 13, from 13 years old, today I'm 33. And this is 20 years, dude. That's so crazy. Happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, man. What do you think about that, Brian? What do you think about guys? They they have a tough day in the office, and then they're like, "All right, let me just drop whoever I was with and start something new." Instead of just realizing this is the game we play, you'll have good days, bad days. It's not always someone else to blame. You know what I mean? Because you're a loyal guy, and look how much success you're having. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, right? There's a, uh, there's a thing I learned called account. Uh, it's called ACE, right? Which is accountability, communication, and effort. And everyone on your team has to be able to have it, right? Henry's even said himself, hey, man, if I'm not the guy, go find the guy because it's still a team effort and we want we want the best for you. He goes, but in jiu-jitsu, like, he's a guy. <laughs> now, how do you, how's your shoulder doing? Uh, obviously, you got to be feeling good. Was there a point in the 19 months where you're like, this is just never going to get better? Did you have any any moments where you'd feel progress and then slide back and just think that it wasn't going to improve? Or how was how was the 19 months for you? It, it was a roller coaster. It was, okay, it's it's a down. Life sucks. This sucks. Um, it's a dark place. Then it was, hey, I think I see some light. And then it got taken away again. And I saw maybe three, four lights. Oh. So at the while, after a while, I think that I just got kind of comfortable with the idea that uh, embrace it. 
you know, enjoy and embrace this nothingness and, and, and kind of come to peace and, and with, with it and have some patience while I'm in it. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know what, forget the career, forget this. Uh, at this point, this is my, I'm, I'm on a different journey and I'm thinking about my life now. But I'll tell you what, right now, I'll tell you what, the shoulder has healed. And right now, the shoulder that was injured in the last fight with Yair, the one that required the surgeries and the recovery and the patient rehab, is stronger than the other shoulder. So now, like, it's, it's, he feels more solid than ever. And uh, his jiu-jitsu is on point. His wrestling's gotten incredibly solid with Coach Paul and the team there. Um, and we're really looking forward to this Saturday. What did you think of Yair's? Uh, the first, you only had one round together. It, it, it was a good round. I mean, uh, you had him up against the cage. You were able to body lock. Was his takedown defense what you expected? Was he a little bit, uh, a little better uh, takedown defense than you expected? Um, I think everything worked out the way it, it, it was, actually. Everything was good. Uh, the count strikes were 21-22. He had me beat by one. I had uh, cage control, then I had a takedown. So, uh that obviously, in my opinion, was going to work in my favor. Yeah. For first securing just the first round, right, on on a, on a point basis. But yeah, he felt he felt everything that I thought he was going to feel, which is a little bit strong, squirmy, slick, resilient, uh, and kind of a nuisance, right? So everything that I I predicted in my head that he was going to feel. Uh, squirmy and everything, and that was it, man. After that. I said, okay. Once we hit the ground, I said, okay, this, this is how it is. And then, boom, it was over. Does it feel good knowing that you got the feel, got the feel of him a little bit, got to feel what it's like being there with him? You know, does that, you like that? Does it feel a little bit better going to the second one, knowing that you got to dance a little bit with him? It feels, hmm, that's a good question. It feels good, but it also does make you not want to get too comfortable to that feeling, right? Because the last thing you want to do is say, hey, man, this is a good feeling. I felt something I could do this. And you go in there kind of cocky-minded, uh, I guess, uh. right? And then, then you think you're like, oh, I'm strong. I can do this. And then, boom, next you know, you're looking up at, at the lights. So... But yeah, is- you know, the first and the second fight might be a total, completely different feel. Because also, you've had 19 months; your body has rested, even though you were getting surgery. You haven't uh, went out and damaged your body, and he has, you know, I'm sure improved uh, whatever he needed to work on too. So, I mean, he might not be the same fighter now that he was 19 months ago. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. It's 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 a good, like I said, it's good and bad. Hey, hey, Brian, any thoughts on that Volkanovski versus uh, Tabora fight the other night? Thoughts. Uh, I got shocked. What's that? Yeah. I was I was shocked, man. I was shocked. It was uh it was over faster than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I thought it was gonna be a little bit more of a chess game and I wanted to see maybe um fight go through a little bit more adversity, the struggles or a couple more stalemates and see what how they adjust and move. But it was over. You know, and and I mean, me and my brother were talking the whole time. I was like, bro, like I think I go, bro, is it me or Volk doesn't look? I don't know. Is this? And you guys could tell me from your your point of view and your opinion, but you know, I was like, this guy doesn't seem or look the same as before. And then I like, yeah, he doesn't back out with his chin up like that all the time. And this time he did, and then I, it was it was kind of it was unique and strange. 
Could could the knockout have? I mean, he dropped two straight, and again, to a great champion, a, a decision and a knockout. But does that affect somebody's psyche when they go, go back in the cage? When you have him in stop like that, and then that head kick knockout, does that affect him? Did he fight too soon after that? Maybe maybe he wasn't fighting uh, uh, the way he would normally fight, and maybe that played some role in it. Who knows? I think uh, his mindset is very strong, uh, but on a, on a like physical point, being like physiology uh i'm not too sure right people say this people say that and then some people come and then they, they prove those statistics are right and then some people kind of uh show that that's completely incorrect yeah. i think only only both can answer that question uh, it's not yeah. uh, it's not the back-to-back losses that bother me with the whole thing it's the fact that his light's been put out twice and uh we all know that when that happens your body recognizes it and it's that much quicker to be put out again. Look at the Chuck Liddell's and whoever. And I, no, I love these guys, but it, it, it is what it is. Your body tries to protect itself. So that scares me that his life's been put out twice within how many months, you know? That's not a good thing, you know, for the longevity of your career. That's what's great about jiu-jitsu, man. Worst comes to worst, we go into that fucking self-defense mode. You know what I mean? <laughs> I go into fucking Elio Gracie. Versus, uh, what's his name? What do you fight for fucking two hours? You know what I mean? I'm going to one of those. <laughs> defense, brother, defense. Uh, and and Brian, uh, before we let you go, what what is your uh, what is your mindset going in? I mean, I know it's got to be so good to finally be here. You're finally in fight week after you said a few lights at the end of the tunnel that didn't go. Uh, are, are there nerves, or is it typical? Typically, the the way you feel before you fight, or is there any difference because of this layoff? This is the first time in my entire life where I'm fighting and in the alternal life of me, like my personal life, has peace, joy, and tranquility. Uh, I'm not a punk anymore. I'm not doing bad things anymore. I'm not out there uh, with, with a bunch of problems and stresses and, and whatnot. For the first time in my life, uh, this is like the most calmness everything has ever been. I used to think that uh, I needed the chaos some way or another to feel me all this pain all this uh this anger was a main engine of mine and people don't know that um like yeah i was doing stupid things put it this way i was um always coming up and having been with brian since he was 13 years old i've always been proud of what he's accomplished in the ring, right on the jujitsu mats, and as a talent, as a martial artist, um, but he struggled on the outside. He struggled in the everyday life aspects, and he earned his black belt in jujitsu. You know, whatever, a long time ago, several years ago, um, over a decade ago. But I feel like he finally kind of arrived to his black belt in life, and this has been over the last year or two years, really just kind of getting his ducks lined up. Um, you know everything personal professional really taking charge and really kind of growing up and becoming a man in more ways than one um, and it's been very very uh inspiring to watch i always knew he had it in him but there was a lot of negative influences around his life and uh, he leaned into some of those and now he's pulled away and he's really taking control of his life in a positive way so to see him come into a fight like this with this much tranquility with this much ownership of the things that matter in his life um he's a whole different vibe here at fight week and just kind of leading up to this fight and Again, you can't control the outcome, but you can control the lead up. You can control your life on the outside. He's done that spectacularly. Yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at. This is the first time in my life that I'm going to fight with 
with this type of mind and this type of life. So and it, um, it, yeah, it's beautiful. And it makes a difference. It really does. Your sanity. I feel like the gladiator. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the gladiator. Like other people fought for selfish reasons, whatever. But this guy's like my family, the, my love, my kids, my wife. Like I'm going to war. You know, like he has that. I don't know. It's just that it's like a different type of engine and fuel that. Uh, I thought, I don't know why I was so afraid I should have got my life together a long time ago. I tried well, to tell him. Well, it's, it's scary, though, because we convince ourselves, if, and, and my job is very different than yours, but there's been a lot of times in life where I've, I've convinced myself that I needed negativity or, or depression or whatever it is as fuel. And I convinced myself that it fueled me to do what I was doing, but it really didn't. It, it weighs you down, uh, and it, it's like a caffeine rush. It doesn't last. And to, and to add to that, to what you just said, it's, when you've lived in a life of chaos, when you've entered peace, peace seems to be uh, scary. You know, like when 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 you live in a life of like, well, like I was, you know, straight up a lot, a lot of a lot of things without mentioning stuff that you know craziness. So when you when you grow up in a life of chaos, peace seems unsafe, mm. and it was actually me learning that it's okay to be here you know and and that's i think that's a battle because the second we are faced with unfamiliarities we go back to what's comfort and comfort is what we grow up and if you grow up in chaos you always run there yeah so and, and the distractions myself and this time i was like nope i'm not going back i can't go back so it's like i have to stay here in this where I feel weird and unsafe and it's too calm and you know, no one's died or no one's got shot at or no one's this, or there's no drama. There's no this, or there's, and then now I'm like, yo, this is dope. It's so <laughs> great. <laughs> so this is how I can, I can enjoy life now. That's nice. Hey, Brian, let me just ask you that last question. Does it feel you usually when it's a Mexican crowd, they're rooting for you. How does it feel to be fighting a Mexican-born fighter in Mexico? I mean, that's does that feel a little, little odd? No, I feel this is these are the great wars, bro. Like Mexico versus like Mexican versus right. Mexican, and then kind of I'm like the outsider because I'm like Mexican American, and I'm like Chicano, so it's like uh, it's it's dope for me, you know. Well, this is uh, yeah, in boxing and the history, like in the history of boxing, every time you get like. Julio Cesar Chavez, something like a, against like a De La Hoya or something like, like that's what it feels like, you know? As you said that, our producer just wrote De La Hoya versus Chavez. That's funny. <laughs> it's right. That's right, man. Yeah. Hey, dude, you seem mentally right yeah. there. Henner, congrats to you too, man, on all your success. And Brian, hey, we'll be watching this weekend, man. We, we can't, we're, we're looking forward to it and all our best, man. I'm glad to see you. You know, you seem so great right now, mentally and physically. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And Quick Flip is the uh, is that's the name of the uh, the hoodies that people can look for. Yeah, QuickFlipApparel.com is that website. And uh, for those who struggle with in-flight sleep deprivation, SleeperHold.com. I also invented the world's best travel pillow, but that's for a different Shark Tank, a different day. All right, yeah, because I I suck at flying, so we'll have you back on. Love to have you come on and promote that uh, stuff. Uh, game changer, bobblehead, the cure to bobblehead. We figured it out. Okay, it's what's it called? sleeperhold.com i'll look at it <laughs> all right brian good luck man have a great fight okay good talking to you guys all right thanks guys take, take care, care guys
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's great, man. That's wow, fun. I didn't realize. Hold on, sleeper hold. I really Dude, want to have Hannah back on. What's funny about that, Jimmy? He puts it and you put it around the back of your thing. So it like, keeps your head like to the seat, I guess. Pretty cool. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. He's a smart. His dad, Horian, Horian Gracie, he had the gift for the gab, too. He was a very good, very good, like, as far as talking, he was very good. But what and, a creative yeah. guy to invent this stuff, too. Like, what a, what a good brain uh, to invent these this travel pillow and that hoodie, um, that quick flip hoodie. What, what a... What a a good uh that's probably why he's great at jujitsu too that same brain that lets you kind of weave in and out of things and, and take something and flow into something else well that's what he did with these things dude so good so good and they look quality too i want one actually i'm gonna hit him up after this and just get one because i'll did. buy one. Oh, that's nice i should do what was the matter with me? yeah i'll buy one i should buy one too what's the matter with me well, you... appreciate well we all do man it's okay listen man i i yes. It's me, Jimmy. I, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. Thank you, Jimmy. You like that? I just came up with it. I don't really. No, unfortunately, I, I don't. I don't like Swifty. it. You're not a Swift. I like Taylor. That's from Taylor Swift. I know who it's from, you and I'm a big Swiftie. Oh, you didn't know? You knew that was from? Yes, of course. It. I'm the problem. Yes, I'm not. I, I even though I don't really listen that's to that fun, song. That's a fun song. It's fun to sing. Try it. Do I? I'd rather not, actually. Okay. No, I, but on another occasion, I may try it. Um, interesting fucking uh, thing he has. Very interesting. Yeah, Jimmy. Listen, man. You know what I'm looking forward to, actually? Um, Seeing me in person? Well, training man. together? Well, gonna, oh, teaching me training. something? We're going to be training. I hope and, so. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to actually going home in a couple of days. You know why? Because... I have a nice life. We took a nice break. The vacation was very good. After sure. this, back in the yard, I'm going to get some sun. And I do like I do at home. But I do it outside on the porch. They have an in-screened in in porch little thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I, I do my VR out there. Oh, okay. Oh, Jimmy, it's fun. Because I feel like the wind in, and I would say my hair, but I don't have hair. And I go out there, I'm flying, and I'm fighting. So, Jimmy, <laughs> that would be 50s. Do you think when I turn 50, I'll finally mature? And I'll be like, oh, these video games are for kids, comic books, what's the matter? No, I'm, I'm 55 and I haven't, so no, why would you? Jimmy, I am so, my buddy Christian Holoff, right? 
he does this uh, thing called The Big Thing. That's his podcast. He does stuff about geek, uh, geek shit, all about like pop culture and stuff, like like we right. do, but more just fully leaning into the geek side. Yep. He called me yesterday, fresh out of the premiere of or the early screening of Dune 2. And let me tell you something. He said it was fucking fantastic. Ah. You the, did you see the first Dune? Not the one with Sting in it. The one that's the new one. No, I know you're a big Timothy Chalamet guy. I like Timothy Chalamet. I, what's his name? What's his name again? Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Yep. He is awesome in the first Dune. Chalamet. And I'm yep. a Chalamet. Yep. Chalamet. Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, Jimmy. Yep. He returns in this movie. I cannot, it comes out March 1st, the same day as um, Marcus Reed's um, Black Star. That's a, he's one of my students. He's having his first um, M- uh, professional MMA fight at the Ring of Combat in Atlantic City. Yeah. The Severus shall be there. Of course. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to corner him. Marcus is, Marcus is five uh, in zero, five and oh as an amateur. He's got four rear naked chokes and one seven second head knockout. Oh, very nice. He's a good kid, Marcus. Him and this kid, Tommy DeGenero. De they're uh, two of my amateur guys that I spend a lot of time with. They're good kids. They're good yep. kids. I spend time with the good kids. Yeah. You know, try to help them achieve their dreams. You know what I mean? But uh, what was my point of all that? Oh, March 1st is when he's fighting at the Rio Combat at the Tropicana. And it's also when Dune 2 comes out. I'm excited about it. The first one's probably my favorite movie of all time. It's up there, Jimmy. Yeah, right up there with Goonies. I'm only kidding, but uh, Jimmy, go ahead, say something. You want to say something? I'm just listening. I, I'm I honestly am not familiar with either movie. Um, that's your movie. that's not my. I love movies, but not that one, dude. It's so, but it's like science fiction fiction for grownups. It's like really good. It's really, really just it move. There's a scene. There's a scene. I said it before when Josh Brolin comes to train Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. And he's just like Gunny. The guy's name is Gunny. He's like, Gunny. I'm. I'm. Let's tell me a story. I'm, I'm Who's like, Gunny? I hate Gunny. that name. Gunny. Gunny. Sh- listen, oh. Are you being me? First of all, you stop it. Oh. Stop it. That's his Gunny. Hey, That's Gunner. Funny. Call hey, Gunny. me Gunner. Gunny. Gunny. What's his name in that? Gunny. I forgot his name, but he's um he's, his, uh. he's basically the what he's teaching young Timothy. Of course he is. Know. His name is Gunner. Gunny. No, you're bothering me now. Now you be. Wait, was he? Was he? Did he go, Gunny? Just do it. I'll do it for Gunny. <laughs> Fucking hate no, it. This is the scene. Stop it. You hate, no, see, you go in already, not being negative. I don't like the it's, name Gunny, and neither do you. Is his name Gunny? I think it's Gunny. But anyway, listen, Gunny. Is it Gunny? I forget. But anyway, this is the point of it. He walks in the room, and he's just like, uh, I'm, "I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood to train." Like basically. Yeah. I'm not in the mood. And then he says a line. I swear it makes my hands, my, 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 my gives me goosebumps. Wait, what, what was the line that leads into it? <laughs> Don't fucking. First of all, I see, stop this. Jimmy, first of all, you're about to be mean. I see what no, you're I'm not. No, 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 no. I promise you I'm not. Because I really like this. What's the line leading into it? This is what he goes. He's like, honey, I'm, I'm not in the mood. Tell me a story. Tell me a story instead. How about a story? You know, because. <laughs> so he goes, mood. What does mood have to do with it? 
You fight when the necessary, when the, <laughs> you fight when the necessary, you, <laughs> you fight. What the fuck? No, you made me mess up the wall. No, but you fight when the necessary, uh, when what? When the, ah, fuck it. When the moon hits your eye. Like a big pizza pie to some more. Um, does he say gunny? I, I can't do it you today. Fight when the necessity. You fight when the necessity arises. Arises. No matter the mood. That's what he said to him. And it was fucking awesome. And then he starts attacking him, and then Timothy starts doing the case. He's like, oh, I see you found the move. So listen, there's a lot of little hidden things like Which that. Which Timothy? You're the biggest bully I ever met. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I forgot his you name. Know, Lon, Lon, I was just talking to Lon Orley, and he was, I don't know why he was bringing up how nice you are. Because he's got you, good taste in people. How, he's a good eater. I love him. How you could do no wrong. I'm like, what? Shit. <laughs> the hell? Tarek um, is in the room. Great. Tarek. Let's get Tarek in here, man. I want to hear about what fights he likes. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I want to make sure I get the name of the show because he's the book he's promoting is called Flip Your Life: How to Find Opportunities in Distress Whoa. in Real Estate, Business, oh, and Life. Hey, Tarek, how you doing? So, guys, how's it going? Tarek, how are you, man? It's so funny because I'm at my in-laws' uh, house in Florida, right on vacay, and I told my father-in-law Ciro because he watches your show all the time. And I'm, he's like, oh, you got them on the show. I go, yes, he's on the show. And my wife, they watch that. And then they clued me. Then they, they let me know all the backstory. That oh, you I love did. it. You did this show. Uh, Jimmy, he did this reality show, Flipping Houses, with his, his first wife. Yeah. And now you're doing it with your current wife. Yeah, right back into the pressure cooker, you know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, listen, you think oh. MMA is scary. Sure, you try filming with two different, you know, new wife, ex-wife. <laughs> That's but that's that's pretty wild though. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, it's Very been interesting. interesting. By the way, I'm a huge huge fan of you, Matt. Huge oh, fan. I've been watching you for years and years. I'll never thank forget you, when you man. knocked out GSP. I was screaming and running around my house. Oh shit. Oh, thank you, bro. Like I tell everybody, don't watch the rematch, just watch that one. Yeah. Well, what rematch? We don't talk about rematches. We don't talk about the rematch. Oh, that's great. What are you what are you guys sitting in right now, by the way? Is that it looks like a like a like a, a, a like a limo SUV? What is that? 
Yeah, yeah, this is our, our Sprinter van. So we're actually on set right now filming uh, the Flipping El Musa. So we're about to go film in a house right now. So this is the mobile office. You know, I got TVs, computers, radio, bar, bathroom, closet, microwave, uh, everything we need to live on set. Oh, really? Okay, so it's like your trailer kind of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a Sprinter limo, yeah. Um, finding opportunity in distress. Do you mean when a person is distressed or when the, like the market is distressed? Everything everything so you know in my life i've i've faced uh you know financial distress uh emotional distress uh you name it i've faced it. medical you've you know, beaten medical, medical yeah yeah cancer twice back surgery so i've just had so many issues throughout my life and one way or another i figure out how to get out of those negative situations and turn them into a positive so the book flip your life is really my journey uh, as an entrepreneur and all the stories of, of how I got to where I got, like, how did I start making money? How did I end up on TV? How did I leverage TV to building multiple companies? Right. And then how did I get through my cancers? How did I get through my divorce? Why is mental health important? And, and why is it needed if you want to be more successful and if you want to find peace and happiness? So my book is really a guide for anyone that not only wants to like flip their life for like the self-help aspect, but they want to learn how to make money. They want to learn how to scale. They want to learn how to pivot. And it's just a great book for anybody. When you're told you have cancer, when the doctor says that to you, do you immediately go like, I'm going to be, or is there like a period of like, oh my God, this is the end. Or does your mind immediately go to a positive place? Or like, what, what did your mind do when that, when you first heard that, that news? Yeah. Well, I didn't find out I had cancer until after I woke up from exploratory surgery um that's when i found out you know I, I, my ex-wife was looking down on me crying the first words that came out were i, I have cancer right don't, don't i that's what i said and and she said yeah and it turns out i had stage three thyroid cancer they removed wow. my entire thyroid uh, a bunch of lymph nodes and going into the surgery it was just exploratory you know we weren't thinking it was anything so i i, I found out about my cancer after it was removed and then I was a little bit scared, but, you know, at that point I knew it was removed and I was talking to the doctors right. and I was getting ready for treatment. And then right after that, you know, we looked at my old medical records, found an irregular testicle exam. And just as a precaution, I was like, I should go get this looked at, you know, um, the x-ray technician was like real chatty guy. And all of a sudden he got quiet on me and then he got quiet. I was like, Hey man, why are you so quiet? He's like, Oh, I'm not a doctor. I said, I didn't say you were a doctor, but you know, what's going on? And he said, I'll never forget this. He said, if you're in pain, the emergency room is right down the hall. And he lit up his eyes and he pointed. And right when that happened, I knew I was in for trouble. Uh, 20 minutes later, I, I'm dealing with a surgeon who's telling me that I now have testicular cancer too. So when I found out I had two different cancers, both at the same time, that was the moment where I thought it was the end. Wow. And did you, did they treat you for the second one right there? Or did they say, okay, come back in a few weeks or do they immediately just keep you in the hospital? Um, they, they immediately scheduled me for surgery. Okay. So it was a, it was a very, very difficult time in my life. Um, going through the cancers, the treatments, the surgeries, and then the aftermath of cancer, the hormones, the having no thyroid, um, being hypothyroid and then hypothyroid. And I mean, man, I was just all over the place. And you know, I think athletes, you know, kind of understand my journey because it's a similar journey to what they go through when they get their injuries and when they're dealing with pain and they're dealing with all this distress, right? It's it's a very it's a very difficult journey.
You look healthy now. What are you doing? What are you are you exercising? I mean, hey, you look good. Yeah, I mean, that's the book, man. Flip your life. Like, no bullshit. Like, I completely turned my life around. You know, I used to be an overweight, chain-smoking alcoholic. You know, today I almost have a six-pack. That's a first in my life. I, I don't drink much. I eat clean. I exercise hour and a half a day. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm motivated. I have more energy than ever. And it just came from putting in the work, you know? And, and the work was, what do I need to do to be better every day? And most people don't realize, well, you're tired because it takes practice to get your body used to not being tired. You got to start moving. You got to start eating right. You got to take vitamins. You got to go to the gym. You got to build habits. And that's how I was able to get to where I am today. And of course, my wife, you know, she helped me a lot. She told me if I get any any less good looking, she's going to leave me. So I had to stay pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing you want to do is have a beautiful wife and then get ugly on her. That's just that's just humiliating for everyone. Did it make you appreciate things more like 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 uh, the life you have and the things you're doing when, when you're faced with such awful news and you come out the other side of it? Do you start to go like, how is I there's nothing to be nervous about now? I, I, this is all just gravy. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's it's no secret that, you know, I, I broke uh, in 2016, you know, from 2013 to 2016. I faced both the cancers. Um, I got through those right after I got through those. I hurt my back and then I was on opiates for 10 to 12 months. And then I had a surgery, a back surgery. Then my back surgery had complications. Um, I went from 240 pounds with cancer to 165 pounds with my back. Like you could see my chest bones. And that was my rock bottom moment, man. I, I, and that at that point in my life, there was nowhere else to go but up because I was as, as down as you can go. And what was the first, now, of course, if they really want to know, they're going to buy the book, you know. But just, what is the, rock bottom, the first step out of that? I mean, I know we got to, when you're going through hell, you keep going, got to go forward. What was the first step? Did anybody just call up and say, get your head out of your ass? Well, part of my language, by the way, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, no, man. Honestly, I was in such a, a deep, dark, sad and lonely place that I, I knew my first step was honestly as simple as it sounds, just taking that first step, like literally just getting started. And here's where it really started. I was so upset and so angry. I'll never forget driving my car up and down Newport Beach, just punching my steering wheel, screaming out loud, life isn't fair. You know, this isn't fair. That's not fair. The cancer, the everything I'm going through. And then the word fair hit me. Uh, and then I said it out loud. Who said life is fair? And then, and then the second I acknowledged that life is not fair, and I acknowledge that there are good people that are going through terrible things, that's it's not fair to them. I, I acknowledge that. And I said, listen, life isn't fair. So what can you do if life isn't fair? All you can do is the best you can with what you got. So once I really acknowledged that and I stopped bitching and complaining and I said, I'm going to accept my situation and I'm going to work my ass off to improve it. That was the beginning of flipping my life. I have a question for you about your about your job too. flipping houses is such a, a risky business. Um, and I've bought like a condo and I had it fixed up and I just lived in it. How do you deal with how many contractors do you have to deal with in different locations? And how do you know they're going to do the work well? And how many bad contractors do you have to weed through when you're because you're in all these different places, right? Yeah. Well, you know, one is, um, you know, choosing a contractor is just as important as choosing the house you're looking to flip. Uh, oh. Because you can have an amazing house with a terrible contractor, you're going to get burned in the end. So I tell people contractor, very important. You want to find a contractor, 
that doesn't do custom houses and custom kitchens. Find a contractor that works with other investors, and they've been doing that a very long time. Um, now, at this point in my career, you know, we're doing 10 to 20 deals a month, and I work with about six different construction teams. But behind me is my company, Target Buys Houses. I have director of acquisitions. I have sales manager. I have the president of the company. I have the CFO. So behind me is an entire company that makes all of this happen. And, and that's how I've been able to do close to a thousand deals over the last, you know, 12, 13 years. So you have people that like you said, if these construction companies work with investors, chances are they're good because they're, they're dealing with people that are flipping houses who know what to look for. Exactly. You know, you're not going to go to a jujitsu coach to learn, you know, kickboxing. Right. So most people, they think, you know, a construction is construction and it's not right. You have to go to the specialist. Yeah, I guess you do. And I'm sure on some historically, you must have made decisions that you're like, wow, I thought that one would be great. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, what is what is this something you look for to, when you're going to flip a house that you go like, I think I see potential in this where other people wouldn't? Yeah, honestly, it just comes down to the math. It is just the math. How much is it going to cost me to buy it? How much is it going to cost me to fix it up and carry it? How much is it going to cost me to sell it? So if you add those numbers up and you get to 500,000 and you look on the internet and it says you're going to sell it for 500,000, well, that's a bad deal. You're going to lose money. Now, if you add all those costs up and it's 500,000 and then the comparable sales in the area say 700,000, well, that's a good deal because we're looking at a $200,000 profit margin. Hey, uh, not to get back to your health, how is your back now, by the way? Your back's good? You know what? The, I can't believe it, by the way, because honestly, the, I had the worst sciatica. I, I can't even express how awful it was. It ruined two years of my life. Today, my back is 99%. You know, I, I did a little bit of kickboxing with my back. Uh, you know, nothing crazy, just hitting bags and stuff. I did a little bit of jujitsu. Again, and my, my back held up. I went skiing last weekend. I lift weights. Mm -hmm. I do yoga. So what I've really worked on is, you know, fixing my inner body because I just drank so much alcohol for so long and just smoked so many cigarettes. I was just so unhealthy that over the past, you know, seven, eight years, I just really focused on, on being the healthiest version of myself, but it really, really started when I met Heather. Did you quit drinking and uh, and smoking, or do you still drink a little, or do you just are you sober? Um, I I I drink, um, you know, what is, what is it called, casually? Socially, yeah, 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 socially, socially. I, I drink socially. You know, when I was younger, I used to drink so I could black out and forget about my life. Now I I have a couple of drinks to enjoy my friends and family. Yeah, and the cigarettes are gone. Oh yeah. Thank God. I was smoking two packs a day. It was real bad. So yeah. I mean, that was actually the one of the, the diff most difficult thing in my life uh, was quitting cigarettes and vaping because I smoked for about 14, 15 years. Uh, and then I vaped for a few years. Then my, my lungs started failing. I was coughing all the time. So I'm glad those vapes are going away. They are right. Yeah. They're in a lot of trouble. They say that they're uh, they cause a lot more lung damage than people think. Um, what's that? It doesn't feel natural. That vape. Right. Yeah. Right, well, let's promote the book properly. Yes. You're a really interesting guy, uh, Tarek. And what an honest, uh, I love that you're open about this stuff because uh, people deal with it. You know, people go through with it. People get cancer. People have uh, real estate things they want to do. Uh, the book is called Flip Your Life, How to Find Opportunity and Distress in Real Estate Business and Life. It's got uh, tremendous highs, devastating lows, and obviously reality TV show, Goal with HTV, uh, GTV, and of course the addiction and the cancer diagnosis. Just really interesting uh, stuff. And I'm happy to see you come out on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. And this was fun, you guys. You have no idea. Me and my wife are literally the biggest UFC fans. You know, we go to almost every single oh. Vegas fight. 
We were going to go to Anaheim last weekend, but we took the kids skiing, so we missed it. But we've been following the I've been following the UFC since, you know, the early, early days of UFC when my parents wouldn't let me watch the VHS tapes. <laughs> I, that's so great that you watch. It's fun. Isn't it fun? I mean, that's all I watch. I don't even watch anything with a ball. I just I'm like I've been watching it before I was even fighting. So, yeah, that's literally all we watch. That's the only sport we watch is, is MMA. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Eric, want to hear something funny? My yeah. uh, my wife, she's 40 years old. Never did a school sport, but I have three daughters. Jimmy, I always brag about my wife, Jimmy. So that's okay. But, uh, she never did a school sport between my three kids. Uh, after she, my kids are 15, 12, and 10. After each kid, she would do the kickboxing to lose weight. Next thing you know, fast forward, she has three amateur kickboxing fights. And just uh, a few weeks ago, she had an amateur MMA fight at 40 years old and won. So what? when I won the title, when you saw me fight, she, just, she, never, she was my Adrian. She never threw a punch. And now here she is, like daughters are watching a fight, so it's so funny. Oh, but um, yeah, we're a fighting family. I don't know why I told you, told you that, but we're on the subject. I love that you told me, man. Like Heather's over here, she's like, I want it, I want it. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Hey, tell your wife I said she's a, she's a champion. That is such a huge accomplishment. <laughs> I will, because she's a fan and she watches uh, both of you. So I will tell her. That. Thank tell you. Her read the book. Tell her it's on Audible too. If you guys want to listen to me, that's Please. what I do. That's what I do. I mean, the last thing I read was Game of Thrones. I'm going to get that on the audio. <laughs> and, and really great to meet you, both of you. Yes, and the show is called, by the way, uh, uh, The Flipping on Mooses. Uh, am I saying the name properly? I am, right? Okay, great. And uh, and the book is uh, Flip Your Life. So it's great talking to you and uh, really, really uh, very fascinating life and very inspirational. So good luck with the book. It's great having you on. All right, guys. It was great chatting. Have a great week. Okay, Tarek. Thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah, I'm always interested, man, in people who are so positive when shit goes wrong. It's really easy to be positive when life is good, but yeah. it's very hard when things go down the toilet. It's true, Jimmy. When that happens, I just blame myself. And what I say to myself, I, I say something usually like this. I go, it's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, my little Jimmy agrees. I change it up a little bit to make it fun. Sure, but it works for us. It, it makes it fun. Okay. Let me promote. Jimmy, are we doing a, uh, a couple of picks before we get out of here? How about that? We do the main and the co-main. You want to do that? Let's do. Uh, let's do the main and the co-main. Oh, it's a great main event, by the way. Uh, number one against number three, uh, Brandon Moreno against Brandon Royval. Oof. <clears throat> I take the Royval with cheese. I'm gonna uh, go. Uh, You know that Royale stepping in for uh, Amir uh, Albazi, who got injured. On how much notice? Well, listen, man. Now you're just throwing curves balls at me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. You know what, I dude? Mean, I don't. This is a rough one, man. <sighs> January they announced that. Um, I like my Lego love. And I mean, he beat he beat Roy Val. Obviously, it was. Uh, in back in 20 uh 2020 it's hard to go against moreno it is um it, you know even though it was a split decision loss to pantoja i'm gonna take moreno um i think he finds a way to finish him in the third i'm gonna take roy val only because you know why it's more fun like that ask me who i'm gonna pick ready who are you picking i'm picking brandon <laughs> they're both brandon yes, jimmy 
I'm so lame. Oh, tell me when I'm being stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. I'm going to go, but it can't all be out of the park. Well, you know, it be nice if one was. <laughs> I'm taking Brandon Roy Val. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm thinking Brandon Roy Val, and I'm going to say a third-round submission. That's crazy. Yeah. I know it's crazy to say, but sometimes I get a little crazy. Brandon Roy Val slick, too, man. Don't sleep on his jujitsu, bro. You'll get this. You'll be a put to sleep. You understand? Yeah. Um, that's what I'm taking. What are you? How are you taking uh, Marino? I, I think he finds a way to stop him. Um, I, I don't know. But I'll say he subs him in the third. All right. All right. You, oh, we're both picking a sub from third, but different Brandons. And with, with, and with Yair against Ortega, I'm going to take Brian because uh, even though show. he's uh, – what's that? Because he was on the show. No, you know, it's, it's – no, there's a – I'm looking over – when you look at the losses that uh, Rodriguez has taken – I mean, Max is just an, you know one of the greats ever. Um, but you go back to the, uh, the Volkanovski was a TKO, and you go back to uh, Edgar. Um, you know, Frankie Edgar uh, was able to kind of impose his will uh, on the ground. I, I'm going to take. Uh, I think Ortega finds a way to get him against the cage, and he did get a takedown. It was I thought uh, uh, Rodriguez's takedown defense was a little better than people might have thought in the first one because he didn't get him down to close to the end of the round. But um, I'm going to take Ortega, and I, I think that he uh, second round sub Ortega. I'm thinking second round two. I'll go third round again. I'll go with another third round because I, I don't want to do the same pick as you. But I, my first thought was second round sub Brian Ortega. But I'll, I'll go third. I want to hear your final thought, not your first thought. That's my that's my final thought. Is so I, I will my first thought was second. Right, gonna go. Remember, Mac. Remember when I said my first thought was. <laughs> but it was. I bet you took it. I'll I'll go third. You know, my first thought was the third round stoppage. So now we, we both can't lose. Why don't we just switch them? Jimmy, Jimmy, did something happen? Was that a, did you hear something? No. No, I thought you tooted. No, no, no. I saw you lean forward. No, 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 no. I was just trying to get a better look at you. Okay. Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Listen, plug the fights, first of all, because you know I love the fights. Let me promote the fights. First of all, uh, I'll promote the tonight at 7 p.m. I will be at the Fat Black Pussycat here in New York. Uh, Those shows sell out every week, so come. Uh, Moreno versus Royval 2, of course. It's February the 24th. Uh, it is this Saturday in Mexico City. Prelim, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Main card, 10 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. And uh, also, Matt, I am out on tour. Oh. I'm going to uh, New Jersey is sold out. Connecticut has about nine seats left for Friday. And then I go to Petaluma, Santa Cruz, and Monterey, California. There are tickets available. Um Austin at Rogan's Club, all four shows are sold out. And then I go to Oklahoma City, Houston, and Dallas. So if you want to come see me, come see me in one of those places. What if I just started showing up at your events? And I would love it. Something, if it was like local, you'd be like, oh, the hell, Matt's here. It'd be fun. And all of a sudden you're in Dallas. You'd be like, oh. oh no, man. but what would be great is every time you showed up, if I acted like you, it wasn't a big surprise. Oh, hey, Matt. Like if all of a sudden you just showed up in Oklahoma City or Monterey, California, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, it's good to see you. And uh I do, yeah, you, yeah. I, I want every time for me to show up. You'd be like, oh, I can't believe you came here for me. 
It's not going to happen. But I do. <laughs> I'm fucking around. The one time you went to Long Island, I think something happened where I couldn't go to it. You didn't want to come see me. You were busy. You were watching TV. 100% not true. All right. uh, Jimmy, I miss you, my bird. I miss you, I fella. I want to listen. It's like I never left for you, for me and you. Yeah. I know people at Sarah BJJ miss me. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, when I'm not here singing with you, I'm singing over there. I understand. And I, my dude, I have an I go from public enemy to fucking post Malone. That's what you get to, that's what you expect to serve sure. sure. And I tell them when I'm singing, I go, you guys aren't even gonna get charged extra for this. You understand? Okay. Jimmy, I had so much fun with you. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed you at the fat black pussy cat. I do too, or I will uh, have to apply a Darce choke. Oh, shit. Which I was learning today. <laughs> Jimmy, I can't wait till we work together. And it's gonna, we're making that happen. And I know yes. that's, that's going to be good for uh, your jujitsu game and for our podcast talks. We're going to have fun talking about it. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I would love that. Enjoy the fights this weekend. You too, buddy. I'll see you soon. I got to get better at goodbyes. Um, how about this? See you soon. <laughs> Not if I see you first. I oh, cut it out. You're fresh. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Fucking funny. Trying to leave. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.